This is Macy. This is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers. Killers. <laughs> I told you I'm just going to giggle every time we do that now. Um, we're not actually just Buzz Killers. We're Buzz Killers. <laughs> <laughs> Trademark LLC. Like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, we don't have that. Um, so, hello, guys. Welcome to episode 17. Freaking 17, man. I know. We're we almost to 20. We're making 20s. our way. We were so excited we got to double digits, though. I know. We I really think we were. made like a whole 10-minute <laughs> conversation about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're we're trucking along here. Um, and we should announce, well, we, we, will, we have already announced, but announced on this episode what our new topic for the month is. Yeah. And it is ladies choice ladies choice your girl's choice it was gonna that was originally gonna be the name <laughs> so your girl's sit down choice. shut up and let us tell you any story we think yeah this is <laughs> just um this is just us being able to pick whatever the fuck we want yep <laughs> <laughs> there will probably be quite a few ladies choice months <laughs> yeah because I, we were just having a hard time deciding what we wanted to do there's so many options and the, we both wanted to cover cases that like didn't have like a topic or that, that like, were that, that weren't a topic that we weren't planning on doing for a while yeah. like mine was in the music topic uh-huh. but, and now we have a whole nother plan for that yes, now that do. i've taken mine out yep so it ended up working out perfectly yep <laughs> <laughs> but it, it the original title of this month's uh topic was going to be your girl's choice <laughs> <laughs> your girl your girl's choice apostrophe s but i decided Just to makes me think of ladies the, choice instead the amanda show oh yeah the girl's room the girl's that's great okay i just dated myself um, <laughs> i think a lot of them are like yeah that show was great <laughs> so there's a bunch of people going yeah and there's a bunch of people going what the fuck is she talking about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what are we so drinking nicole we're drinking this freaking fantastic wine did you try it i haven't Actually, tried it yet i haven't tried it yet so let's, Ooh, let's try that first. Pump. Mm. sip pause shit oh my god it's like liquid candy that is incredible I love it. Oh, guys, Macy picked out. It's from Coyote Moon Vineyards, which is why I picked it, because it's kind of creepy name. It's got like a mouth on the label. It reminds me very much of Rocky Horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of why I picked it. And (laughs) it's got in the mouth is like holding a raspberry because it's raspberry wine. It's called Razzle Dazzle. And it is actually it's a New York wine. Fun fact. Is it really from Clayton, New York? Cool. Don't know where that is, but woohoo! <laughs> Just r- razzle dazzle. I mean, you probably won't get this reference, but there's a song in the movie. Well, not even in the movie. In the musical Chicago, and he's talking about how it's actually he's a lawyer, and he's talking about how he's like putting on a show when he is like in like in a trial, and he's like, "Give them the old razzle dazzle, razzle dazzle them." Oh. And it's like a, the whole scene is like people coming through the witness stand, like doing like tricks, like circus what? tricks and stuff like that. It's really neat. So like that just That's we, we really have cool. a true crime podcast where we talk about trials <laughs> and drinking razzle dazzle. It made me think of that. <laughs> so so mm-hmm. you just heard me sing terribly. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone here is going to sing terribly, it's me. You are totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> no. I swear to God, they hear me sing more than you, and I'm the one that cannot sing. <laughs> I'm, I'm always like, hello. <laughs> like Julie Andrews over here, like, oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the Do Re Mi song, whatever that is. So, Macy, what are you telling me about today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, we are talking about 
the murder at the Met. And how did you find this case? Oh, okay. So, I mean, we don't talk about this a lot, but I am a trained opera singer. Um, yep. <laughs> Fun fact. <laughs> Fun fact. Um, uh, I am a trained opera singer. I went to school um, for opera. And my husband and I have this game. It has to be from like the 80s or something. Really? Um, yeah, maybe the 90s. But um, it's called Triviata. It's a funny play on the opera name La Traviata. Um, but totally the game is called Triviata. Didn't know that. And um, <laughs> it's like a it's like a like a quiz game. Um, and so you like roll the die or like it's just weird. But you get like different topics mm-hmm. that you can. And then so like you ask the question about that topic specifically. So if like you land on a certain piece, it's like a. I don't know, like, there's a woman, and then, like, there's a man, and there's, like, yeah. an opera house, like, looking thing, and, like, you know, music notes and things like that, and they'll uh-huh. ask you questions, and they're, like, topics okay. that are on these cards. So when you land on it, you you pick a card, and you only ask the question from that specific topic. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine, we picked it up, and this is when we first started the podcast, yeah. <laughs> like, or we're in the infancy of talking about it, <laughs> and um, I, like, picked up this card that was, like, who was what was the name of the violinist that was murdered at the Metropolitan Opera? And I was like, what? <laughs> it was like, everybody stop what you're doing. <laughs> stop. Hammer time. And I was like, wait, what the hell is this? And so I looked it up and I immediately sent it to Nicole and was like, if we do end up doing this, I have to cover this case. Mm-hmm. Like it, this is like my two worlds colliding. She here. was so excited about this. Um, yeah, it's my two worlds colliding here. And it actually was like a really interesting case. Um, and they, uh, another cool thing about it is like a lot of the media got like really into this and they started calling it like murder at the Met. There's a book called murder at the Met. I'm really disappointed. It's kind of like out of print and I couldn't get it here in time to read it. Um, but I <laughs> we'll was find like, it. <laughs> say, wasn't it like freaking like $15 to ship it? Yes. I was like, I can get it from Amazon, but I, it's like the book is $15. I don't want to pay another $15 to just to ship it to me before I do this. So, um, <laughs> it's fine. I'll just write, like read it another day. But they also called it the Phantom of the Opera murder. Of course. And that's funny because of, you Phantom know, of the Phantom Opera. of the Opera and like <laughs> the musical and the book and, you know, whatever else there is. And about if them. you don't know what Phantom of the Opera is, I think you live under a Shame rock. on you. I've literally never seen it and I know what it is. Shame <laughs> on you if you don't know what Phantom <laughs> of the Opera is. I have like a signed poster. That's my favorite musical. Um, and everybody's always like, oh, you're an opera singer. You must love Phantom of the Opera. And I'm like, those are not the same thing. <laughs> Like, one is a musical, one is an opera. Like, the opera is not Phantom of the Opera. I'm sorry if I'm shattering your dreams right now. Even though opera's in the name. Guys, guess what? It's not an opera. It's not an opera. (laughs) Um, The closest thing it is is an operetta, but we're not going to talk about, you know, music. (laughs) You can get me talking about music forever. And if my friend Jared is listening, he's like, hell yeah. Um, Anyway, and this is also one of the worst crimes in New York City history, according to the New York Times. Interesting. Well, so, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say nowadays it might not be maybe one of the worst, according to the New York Times. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they said, not me. <laughs> <laughs> not my words. <laughs> but I mean, it did come at a time in the city's history that was like not good and would mm. have like severely r- ruined the reputation of the Met wow. had they not caught this person. I'm going to talk about that. So anyway, um, this is the murder of Helen Hagnes. 
She has another last name that is her husband's last name that I can never say. I <laughs> I think it's Mitinkis. I don't know. It's M-I-N-T-I-K-S. If you say it one more time. M-I-N-T-I-K-S. Mintinkis. Mintink. There's no second N, though. It's so frustrating. Mintinkis. Mintinkis. But I'm going to call her Helen Hagnes. I think. Yeah, you want to say tink. Because the way. Tinkus, yeah, like, Mintinkus. But it's, there's no end. There's no second N. Mintikit. Mintikis. Mintikis. But we're going to call her Minticus. Helen. Mintikis. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna, no if you guys know, tell us. But there's I'm going to call her Helen Hagnes. Say there's somebody out there with this last name going, what fuck the fuck? You. Yeah, no. Sorry. We're going to call her Helen Hagnes. Um, <laughs> so I'm really going to kind of. We're not going to talk about the killer too, too much. Okay. Because um, I really thought. I, I looked a lot up about Helen, and she was, like, so interesting a person. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot about her personally. Okay. Um, and then we have a little – I mean, obviously, we talk about him. But um, – and there's some interesting things to talk about him with. Mm-hmm. And he right. also has a funny name. His last name, um, the, the man who murdered Helen Hagnes, his name is C- Craig Crimmins. I thought it was Crummins. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. <laughs> It's Crimmins, um, and I think I even told you I was like, "What a like funny name for yeah. a murderer to have." His name you is did. Crummins, and uh, you're you're a crumb. But no, his name is Crimmins. So sorry about that. Um, so Helen was the youngest of three sisters, and her parents had immigrated from Finland to Canada. Mm-hmm. She um, was born and grew up in Aldergrove, British Columbia, Canada. And she grew up with her family of five on a poultry farm. Um, and she showed, like, musical promise from, like, a really young age. Mm-hmm. They would, like, play things on the TV. And she could, like, play them back for you on the piano and That's things like nuts. that. So her parents obviously recognized that she had an intense musical talent. Yeah. And so they ended up enrolling her in lessons and would travel 76 miles round trip every week to vancouver for her lessons and they did this until she was 19 oh my god yeah they were like really invested in That's her intense. musical education yeah she was the um concert master of the vancouver junior philharmonic orchestra mm-hmm. and um she also was a seattle uh, was a soloist with the seattle symphony when she was still in her teens like very talented violinist yeah very talented woman and she played violin so <laughs> if I didn't mention that before. <laughs> um, and I actually saw, like, quite a few different, um, like, synopses of, like, where she went to college and stuff. And I watched a little bit of a doc. It was not a documentary. It's, like, it's kind of like Forensic Files. Um, I'll mention it later. Yeah. Um, it told, like, a, an hour-long story mm-hmm. of, about the case. Um, and they said, and I thought that this was, and I'd read it a couple other places, but then I'd also read this other weird information. But this seemed m- the most reliable yeah was that she went to new york city for college and got undergraduate and master's degrees at juilliard school of music which if you guys don't know anything about juilliard it's that's where you want to go yeah that's where every young musician like imagines they are gonna go at the end of their you know high school career yeah (laughs) it turns out you know that doesn't happen for everybody um (laughs) salty much i don't know (laughs) um no i'm not salty um, and she also ended up studying for a long time in London, Italy, and Switzerland with wow. some big, like, violinists there. Wow, good for her. And she toured Turkey, Greece, and Jordan. Holy crap. Yeah. It's been all over. 
Um, she married her husband, um, Giannis Mintix. <laughs> Sorry. Giannis M. Yeah, Giannis. <laughs> she married her husband, Giannis, in 1976. Mm-hmm. And he was a sculptor. Oh, fancy. Uh, yeah. And then it, by 1980, when all of this happens, um, she's working as a freelance musician, which is kind of what, you know, I do and my husband does and Ryan does a little bit. Yeah. Um, working as a freelance musician. And then she was in the Metropolitan Opera Orchestra, okay. which is like a big deal. Yeah. Um, so on July 23rd, 1980, Helen leaves her chair during intermission for um i think is the berlin ballet they were having some sort of they were touring having some sort of performance there i found a couple different examples of what they had been doing um one of them being dostoevsky's the idiot um which they say like depicts later on in the op or it's not an opera it's a ballet later on in the the play she or the ballet god damn i can't talk um (laughs) she gets like stabbed I, but then I also found that they were also doing, like, Don Quixote. Like, so I think maybe it might have been scenes from something. Yeah. But anyway, she gets up during intermission around 930. And they have a certain amount of time that they can be free mm-hmm. until the second half of the show starts. Yeah. Um, After the show, her husband is waiting outside. And he often came to the Met to pick her up. Mm-hmm. Um, He keeps calling home from a payphone because more people are coming out of this of the out of the theater and it's starting to get empty and she's not coming out and he thought maybe she you know was home she had gotten a ride something had happened maybe she maybe he didn't know about her plans like but he keeps calling home um no one is picking up and finally he gets a busy busy signal from the payphone that he's calling from. And so he thought she was probably home and headed okay. back and headed back to their Upper West Side apartment. Um, but she's still not there. And eventually around midnight, one of Helen's colleagues knocks on their door and returns Helen's violin to him. What? I'd be panicking. Oh, my God. He obviously starts to panic <laughs> and he calls the New York Police Department around 3 a.m. And they head immediately to the Met. Um, Detective Jerry Giorgio is the first one on the scene. And he finds her, quote unquote, street clothes Mm -hmm. still in her locker. Because when you go, when you are in an orchestra, um, you don't wear like fancy clothes like, you know, some of the like performers do. You wear black. You wear concert black. You have a dress or pants and a shirt, Mm -hmm. but you're wearing concert black. So her clothes that she was wearing the night that were not her black clothes were still in her locker. Yeah, Yeah, are they still there? Um, They search for five hours, and they they call the – the Met is like a giant place. They literally have, like, sets that come out of the ground. Holy crap. Yeah, like, this is multiple stories. There's, like, a labyrinth of different hallways of, like – like weird places you can go and they are trying to search this place for five hours and they can't find anything wow um and then finally in the early hours of the morning a maintenance work maintenance worker finds her shoes on the roof on the roof on the roof and roughly 12 hours after her disappearance helen's body is found inside a ventilation shaft on the third floor of the opera house she was lying face up she was naked and gagged and 
she was bound with her hands behind her back and her ankles were also bound. Oh my god. Um her skull, ribs and multiple other limbs like her legs are completely fractured. Oh. Um and like I said, the, the her shoes were found on the roof, but the rest of her belongings are found near her body, like her clothes, her wallet, stuff like that. Um the investigators determined that she had been killed during the second half of the show while thousands were packing the theater right beside her. Oh, my like God. Like, she was 10 feet from them in this terrible. ventilation shaft. Um, and then Detective Michael Strzok, who actually is in this, like, documentary that I watched. Yeah. Um, he joins the case, and they he said that this was one of the largest task force that had ever been created at the time for a homicide. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit right now about crime, like the crime rate in New York City at this time. Okay. Um, probably pretty high. 80s New York City, like the 80s in, in, the New, in New York City was very different from it is now. Mm-hmm. It was not as clean. Tourist attractions like weren't a thing. Yeah, it's like mob central. New York City was like in a downward spiral. That's mm-hmm. what I read. Um, wow. And the city was about to go bankrupt. Oh my gosh! The, the porn business had like a pretty secure position in Times Square. In um, Times Square. Times Square. Oh my um, god! Real estate values were down. There was a crack epidemic that was really hitting the city hard. Oh my god! They gosh. said that you could find like vials like lining the streets. Oh my yeah! Ugh. Violence was like really prevalent, and during like this whole year, more than seven hundred thousand crimes are reported. Just mm-hmm. in New York City? Just in New York City. It's Holy fuck. Um, but the elite felt that there were very few safe places for them to go. And I'm going to read a quote um, from David Black, um, who's the author of Murder at the Met. I found this in an Insider Weekly article. Okay. Um, the Met was really, one of the th- was really one of the things holding New York together as a social capital and a cultural capital. This was not just another mur- murder. This attacked the cultural core of New York City. If the Met fell to disrepute, if it became a seedy place where rich people won't go and therefore went out of business, the stakes in the murder of the Met case were fairly high because of the sociology. Wow. So they were really worried that this could in- imp- impact the, the Met. Yeah. Fiscally. They were really worried that this would take money from them. They would go bankrupt. And then... Here's this one thing basically holding the city together. Yeah. And, and it's, it's about, about to crumble. About to crumble because oh, of this. Yeah, that's scary. Um, and then the media really, like I said earlier, took hold of the story very quickly, calling it the Phantom of the Opera murder in the murder of the Met. Mur- mm-hmm. Murder at the Met. Um, so after they find her body, obviously the first person they bring in is Giannis. Mm, of course. They said that he arrived at his interview with a bottle of Jack Daniels and was not handling it very well at all. I don't think I would be either. But he had to be eliminated. And he was eventually eliminated as a suspect. He had gone home and they determined that he wasn't even in the building when she was murdered. Yeah. Um, And so they set off on interviewing all 800 employees at the Met. Um, while they're doing this, there's also a bunch of evidence that is found. There's a blue flower that Helen had had, had in her hair that was found outside of an electrician shop. Here's um, here's a real... Uh, wait, what do you mean electrician shop? What does that mean? So, like, um, the 
the net has like a bunch of different um little subsections and so like there's like a place where they'll make things that need to be electric electrified for the show okay um or things that need to be fixed okay electricity wise so it's literally a shop okay I, it's, I understand. it's literally it's like, like a guy with working at the okay. mat and he that's his job okay. that's his office is to fix electrical problems okay yeah yeah um and so it's also like his workshop he can like fix things in there or yeah. like things are brought to him things like that that's cool okay um so they find this blue flower outside this guy's office. Mm-hmm. Um, they also find a used tampon in the basement. <laughs> and that is sent for blood typing, and we're going to talk about that later. I'm a woman, and I just gagged. It's fine. <laughs> That's still really gross. They also find a full palm print on the railing close to where her body was found. Um, so, like, somebody had grabbed the railing. Yeah. Um, and so with all of this evidence, they start to piece together a timeline of her death. So this is what they're pretty sure happened. Um, Cause they can only a- account for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And after that, they're not sure what happened, obviously. Cause yeah. they haven't found the guy yet. Um, Helen leaves her chair around nine 30 for intermission. She later told a colleague that um, she had an appointment for a quote unquote artistic discussion with um choreograph choreographer choreographer there we go choreographer (laughs) and dancer valerie panov who was like a star kind of of the show wow um she had said that she wanted to speak to valerie about commissioning a sculpture from her husband okay so she leaves the performer's lounge which is kind of like a green room the room outside um that everybody can hang in um and they're not really sure where she goes for a while after that. But then they find a witness who's a dancer with this traveling Berlin ballet yeah. named Laura Cutler. And this is kind of like weird in the trial. Like, it, I'll talk about it. Okay. I'll talk about it. It's kind of her, her, her involvement is kind of weird. Um, she doesn't remember at first because she doesn't know her personally. She's just a traveling dancer. Yeah. And, like, ha- Helen works there. Mm-hmm. Like, that's where she works. Um, but she said eventually that it kind of came back to her that she'd seen her in the ele- in an elevator. Um, Helen asked Laura if this would maybe be a good time to speak to Valerie. Um, she said that there was a man who was also in the elevator with him, with them who was, like, very awkwardly close to her. And she couldn't tell if they were together or not for a while. Helen then asked Laura what floor Valerie's, like, dressing room and stuff was. Yeah. And um, before she could answer, because Laura doesn't really know the Met like that, the man says, third floor. Laura gets off at the basement and did not know what happened after that. So they are looking for this guy in the elevator. That is who they determine probably knows what happened next. Yeah. Um, so investigators like quickly rule out that this guy could have been a outsider. Cause for a second they were like, mm, maybe some guy walked off the street and came in and killed her. But like, they believed that he knew the layout of the Met. Yeah. Like he had to know. Yeah. Like to get her up to the roof. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's so many. I mean, I haven't been on a full tour of this place, but I know enough about the Met. 
it's fucking huge well see just the way you described it as being basically like one big labyrinth it's like yeah you have, ha- you have weird to know hallways around. like yeah you need to know the layout to get around um so eventually they request an employee list from the people that were working that night specifically mm-hmm. um and there were 200 people working there at uh, that night i guess that's better than 800 um they <laughs> first really want to interview valerie panna because they don't know if she made it to his office or not yeah um and he is like a russian immigrant and um they really they they're like receiving all this political pressure like n- to not interview him because it'd be bad if there's like a russian immigrant in the country that turns out to be a rapist and killer Oh, good. So we shouldn't bring justice for this one woman because yeah, one. but they like, end up they end up interview they <laughs> they end up interviewing him anyway. Hey, y'all, Macy here. Um, I just wanted to insert a little quick clarification here because this makes a little bit more sense. Um, I had originally said when we first recorded the episode that Valerie Panov was a um was an immigrant from Russia. Actually, he is a defector from Russia, and um because I didn't know what that is, I'm just going to include a a little definition here from Wikipedia. In politics, a defector is a person who gives up allegiance to one state in exchange for allegiance to another in a way which is considered illegitimate by the first state. More broadly, it involves abandoning a person, cause, or doctrine to which one is bound by some tie as of allegiance or duty. That's why investigators were... um, getting a lot of pushback politically for um, talking to him because it would have been bad if a person who had defected from Russia had turned out to be a rapist and murderer in the United States. So just quick clarification there. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Bye. And he has an, he has an alibi. He wasn't even in his office. He was watching the performance in the, in the audience because he's like a choreographer. Yeah. And his, his wife was dancing in the second half. Oh, okay. And so he went to go watch. Um, and there's like a 2,500 member audience. Yeah. <laughs> so like they, people saw him, you know, like it's definite that he was not there. Yeah. Um, they asked the electrician whose office that flower was found off of, who was working that night. Um, he said he was alone in his office and no one can confirm his alibi. Mm-hmm. But the flower was found like 20 feet. From where his door was. And how did he not hear anything? Suspicious. Yeah. Don't be suspicious. Guys. Don't be suspicious. Um, but also. <laughs> but also the man on the elevator has not stepped forward. So they're also like. That's uh, weird. That's really weird. If you didn't have anything to do with it. You would have like, come forward yeah. when we found out. Like the second we were like. Oh yeah. Like this woman was murdered. Like have you seen her? Like if that was me. I would have been like. Oh my god. Yes. The guy was in the elevator with her. That's freaking awful. Yeah. Um, and so they end up hypnotizing Laura Cutler. Oh, okay. Who is the dancer who is a witness. Fancy. She gives them a com- a composite sketch, like enough yeah. of a comp- composite sketch. She said he had a mustache, he was white, and he was not tall, and he had longish, disheveled kind of hair. Mm-hmm. And this hip- hypnotization, is that the word? I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> she that like is a big thing during the trial that people were like, "What the hell? Like you're using like testimony from a woman that was hypnotized, and those can be highly suggestible." Yeah, 
So that's weird. Um, and one thing that they're noticing during this investigation is that backstage really reflects the streets of the city. People are watching porn. They're smoking marijuana and using cocaine. Um, there were some really dedicated employees who obviously didn't do those things. No. But a lot of the stage hands and things like that were drinking and using drugs and that's terrible yeah and that used tampon oh that was found comes back so nasty has helen's blood type on it oh and the bindings that were used for her arms and legs were not that were used to hold back curtains did blaine just make a noise is she having a dream I was like, I think she's having a kitty dream because she Aww. very. I heard like a little. Oh, 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 oh. Poor sweet thing. Um, sorry, that's my cat. <laughs> <laughs> she's asleep on the chair next to us. So the bindings on her on her leg on her ankles and her wrists are clove hitch knots, which are used by stagehands to hold back curtains. Oh well, that's not telling at all. Um, so the backstage staff at this time is immediately brought in to be photographed and fingerprinted, but three stagehands refuse to have their prints taken. Interesting. All three of them are compared to the composite composite a composite composite <laughs> the composite <laughs> sketch that Laura Cutler gives. Two are eliminated, and one matches the description. Uh-oh. His name is Craig Crimmins. He's an idiot. During the show, <laughs> he had missed a cue. The other stagehands searched for him and could not find him. And then they're like, yeah, this is suspicious. So they bring him in on August 16th of 1980 to be interviewed for the first time. Okay. He said that he missed the cue because he was sleeping at his post. But the other stagehands had looked for him, and he, yeah. and he wasn't there. Um, <laughs> Liar. Then he changed his story, saying that he was down in an electrician's room, but that's where the other stagehand had been at that time. Yeah. There's no way that he could have been in there, and this yeah. guy would not have seen him. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, then he says he went up to the roof to tan. He said they ask him if he goes up to the roof anytime because they found this handprint, right? And he won't give his fingerprints right now. Yeah. He won't give them. And so they're like, do you ever go up to the roof? And he's like, yeah, well, sometimes I go up there to tan. That's weird. It seemed like maybe he was <laughs> going up there to, like, do drugs. But, like, you know, he didn't. And he di- he did. He does admit that during this night he was intoxicated and stuff. And he was, okay. he is a drug user. So <sighs> could he have been up there for another reason? Maybe. Most likely. <laughs> but but it seems very weird that he does go up there at all yeah. and they find somebody's body and he's admitting to it. But he hasn't given his fingerprints yet. So they're not sure if he it was him. But Bastard. he says he goes up there sometimes to tan. To tan. <laughs> um, after this, they pressure him to give his finger and palm prints. And they are immediately rushed to a lab. Of course. Um, the next day they come back and the palm print matches him. Ah, big surprise. But <laughs> um, they did not charge him mm-hmm. with anything during this interview because the DA didn't think that they had enough evidence to do that. 
Um, yeah, I understand that, unfortunately. But then a tabloid, because I said the media got really involved in this, yeah. reveals that they are coming out with a story about how they are investigating Crimmins. And they become very worried about him skipping town or lawyering up. Yup. So they ask Crimmins to come in for follow-up questions on August 30th. They question him for five hours. And this is, I said, um, Detective Giorgio and Detective Struck. Okay. Um, Giorgio plays good cop. Struck plays bad cop. Um, eventually, Crimmins asks to speak to Detective Giorgio alone and confesses. This is when he is charged with second-degree murder. Okay. And this is his confession. Bring it on. I'm not reading it, but this is what he this is his version of events. Yeah. He says he did not know Helen, so this was a random crime. Okay. He got onto the elevator with her, and mind you, Craig is 21 years old at this time. He's only 21. And she's like in her 30s. Psychopath. Um he was he says that he was intoxicated that night and that when he was in the elevator after Laura got off with her he made a pass at her and she rejected him and slapped him i also read that she kicked him like where the sun don't shine oh but i only found that in like one place yeah i mostly found that she had slapped him okay so hang on wine break <laughs> i mean i'm pretty sure i'd I don't know. I don't think I, I. I don't think I'd kick somebody where the sun don't shine unless I was seriously insulted. Oh uh, yeah. So I think that she might have. Sl- I do think she slapped him though. And say slapping seems more appropriate for that time period. Um, and then said something according to Crimmins that was loud and snooty. Snooty. And this is what made <laughs> like police really think that this was like kind of a class crime. Like, oh, I'm not good enough for you, bitch. Yeah. Like, kind of a thing. How about, no, honey, I'm married. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, look at my ring. This yeah, has nothing to do like, with whether I find you attractive, sir. I don't sir. want you. I, and what the fuck are you doing just making a pass at me randomly? Like, who are you? Yeah. Like, this, I don't know who you are. You That's weird. You that to go well? <laughs> so, um, he ends up leading her through the backstage areas with a hammer in his hand. Like, Ooh. threatening her. Um, and at some point when they get to the sub basement, because he, he takes her all around, um, he takes her to the sub basement, which is where they think that maybe the flower got lost. Yeah. Um, he attempts to remove her clothes and rape her and he forces her to remove the tampon that she's using at this time. Oh, she resists cause she was a fighter till the end. Good for her. She resists. And this is when he, you know, I don't think he ever really got her unclothed, but, you know, he doesn't, like, take her, obviously, out there with her clothes completely off. So he has her get back dressed and leads her to the roof of the opera house. Then this is when he ties her up. Yeah. Um, She manages at some point when they're up there to free her legs, and she tries to escape, but he catches her. Mm-hmm. At this point, he cuts off her clothes, gags her, and ties her up again. Um, he says that he never meant to kill her. He said that he was just going to tie her up and leave her there, which that also kind of makes me think class crime. Yeah. Here is this woman who's like a work, who's like 
an orchestra player for the Met. They yeah. make decent money. They are not like her husband's a sculptor. Her husband's like, a sculptor. They live in an apartment on the in, Upper East Side, the upper east side or, or yeah, West like, Side or something. And like she is like so like right. leaving her up there is like a statement. Yeah, that's what it seemed like to me. Um, but then she keeps resisting and keeps trying to do like get away and stuff like that. So he throws all of her belongings down the air shaft, the air conditioning shaft, mm. and kicks her down after them. Oh. So she fell three stories to her death. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. It just seems weird. The whole thing just seems strange. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. All because she rejected his pass at her like i know and like they say that because he was like a drug user and stuff he just snapped so maybe he was delusional already like yeah so the whole thing's weird um <laughs> april 27th of 1981 crimin's trial begins um there is a videotape that is admitted into evidence um where crimin's his um confession is being read back to him and he is there. So they're saying, like, so you said, quote, unquote, quote, 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 quote. And he's saying, yes. Like, did you say this? Yes. yes. So, um, but there's no actual evidence, video evidence of his confession. It's just of them reading back his confession. So they didn't record it in any way. Or, I mean, I don't know. But it wasn't admitted into evidence. That's weird. Um, His defense attorneys, who were Lawrence. Oh, my God. I don't even know. Hawkheiser, I hope that's right, <laughs> and Kenneth J. Aronson, um, they argued that his confession was coerced by police. Mm -hmm. And they said this is because Crimmins is highly suggestible due to his very low IQ score. He has an 83-point IQ score. Wow. They said that authorities purposefully neglected to allow Crimmins to get a lawyer. They interrogated him for a long time. Like, a long time. The first time it wasn't as long, but the yeah. sec time, second time they said it was like 15 hours. Wow. It was a long time. Um, two psychologists testified on Crimin's behalf that he has a long history of learning disabilities. He has poor memory, a short attention span. Um, which I guess that's it. He was frequently confused. He had an inability to understand words. And what? he had an inability to think deeply. Um, and this would often make him attempt to remove, to remove himself from situations by agreeing with what was told to him. Oh. That's not good. Prosecu and, and then also they had a problem with this hypnotized woman yeah that says that she knows what he looked like but at the same time they didn't have it's not like they were suspecting crimmins already and yeah. they gave her a picture and suggested it to her like she yeah. didn't know she, she so i think that's maybe why they allowed it it's like she didn't know what this who this guy was yeah. there was no evidence to show that so i think that's maybe why the judge was like yeah this is admissible yeah. unfortunately because she did not know she that he committed this crime. Yeah, she was able to help the police create a sketch of what appeared to be this guy. And but it is weird. It you know, it's weird still. It's, it's weird. But I also have to kind of agree with the judge in saying that, like, 
Yeah, I guess that would be kind of admissible it, because it, they, it's you're not right. like she knew. They literally didn't put they didn't like they didn't give her a lineup and were like, was it one of these men? Let me hypnotize you now. Like, no, they yeah, were just it was like, like, we're going to hypnotize you about the situation and see what you and remember. Then they used, and then they used the sketch way later. Yeah. Like it was narrow it down. Yeah. So I was kind of like, OK. Um, And oh God, my nose. God dang it. <laughs> And, I mean, also, they could just kind of lean into that. They could be, okay, yes, yeah, so she saw them together in an elevator. That doesn't mean anything. Exactly. They, like... she did, Like, they didn't know... All they knew was that this guy was the last person to see her. Yeah. I say they they could have just tried to... But then when he didn't want to give up his fingerprints... That's what made him suspicious. That's what made him suspicious. Don't be suspicious, guys. Exactly. Um. <laughs> so, prosecutors during the trial maintained that the confession had been obtained legally that they did not coerce him that he gave these details of his own free volition hmm. and that that crimmins had confessed to details of the case that only the killer would have known the tampon okay. oh yeah um i don't think he knew i don't think he said anything about the flower but leading her that way yeah um you know things and then his handprint is up on the roof yeah. So, but I'm kind of like, did they maybe coerce this dude? Like, I don't know. Yeah. I really can't tell you what I think. Anyway, um, the jury deliberated for 11 hours over two days, mm-hmm. and they found him guilty of um, felony murder. And I looked up what that means. It's felony murder is a legal rule that expands the definition of murder. It applies when someone commits a certain kind of felony and someone dies in the course of it. It doesn't matter whether the death was intentional or accidental. The defendant is liable for it. Interesting. So, like, he committed a felony and someone died, but he didn't really, like, intend for that to happen. Yeah, but he's responsible for but the death. But he's responsible for their death. Okay. So, on September 2nd, um, 1981, Crimmins is sentenced to 20 years to life. He is sent to Auburn Correctional Facility in Auburn, New York, which is near us. It's like an hour from here. It's not far from here. (laughs) Um, He was eligible for parole in 2001 and has been denied. I saw in one article two times. I saw in another article that was later on seven times. But every time he has applied for parole, um, he has been denied. I also read an article that he is a model inmate. Interesting. Um, And like was illiterate when he went to I mean that makes sense if went, he was if, what if, yeah his yeah. IQ score he was illiterate when he went to jail and now he like teaches other people how to read and stuff like that so he's like a model inmate and they still won't let him out because of the nature of his crime um you tell me how you feel about that but that is the murder at the met and i really am kind of like confused I genuinely Fine. normally would be like, this guy did it. But I don't know. It seems they have a lot of evidence w- to suggest he did. I say I would like. I don't want to say I would like to believe, but I personally believe that he is guilty. He probably did it. It I, seems weird. I mean, even though, yes, he had a low IQ, you know, that doesn't mean a man is not capable of killing someone, first of all. Exactly. And. If he was on drugs, and I mean back Intox- then, and he admitted he was wasted, yeah, he was intoxicated, yeah. So like, if he was on he drugs, didn't do anything. And he was intoxicated. 
he like they, like they they thought he could have literally just snapped. She could have rejected him in the elevator, and he could have just be- fucking flew into her frenzy. It's, it seemed weird that he like knew about the tampon, and he like knew about stuff. Like it seemed yeah. weird, and I was like, yeah, he most likely did it. Like, but it just is also strange that they picked him up purposefully because yeah. they didn't want him to lawyer up. Mm-hmm. And then that's also something that they're arguing. You know what I mean? It just seems like it seems like the police were a tad shady in the way that they handled it. I mean, but I don't think that they were 1980. Yeah. New York City cops. I, I think that they were a little <laughs> shady, but I don't think that he didn't have anything to do with it. Mm. It seems weird that he knew so much. Oh, I say I want to say it was not his plan to kill her, but I still think he's guilty. Yeah. It seems weird, but I, that's why I was like, I don't know what to think. Like, I say his, his I feel like he did it, but at the same time, they're suggesting this and like, that's, I guess that's possible. Like his his palm print on the roof and it's just like, I'm sorry. No one goes up there to fucking tan. I was going to say, don't tell me you go up there, up there to tan. Let's think of it this way. You go up there to tan. You need to lay in the sun. So you need to get up there, you need to strip your clothes off and then you need to lay in the sun for a solid amount of time to be tanning. And, like, you go and you up your, like, you're not going up there in the middle of, like, an intermission of a dark. Exactly. Like, like, at night. At night. It's 930 at night. You're not going up there to tan. Yeah. Like, and even if, like, you were there for rehearsals during the day or something, you're there for rehearsals. Even if you have a break, you don't have an hour and a half long break to go suntan. And he's missing for, like, a big chunk of time. Yeah. He missed a cue during the show. And, like, people tried to find him and could not find him. Yeah. And, like, it seems... Everywhere he said he was, he wasn't, and it was just he's fish. He, I he I <laughs> he definitely didn't. It's just I just thought it. I thought that they had some valid points. They were like, yeah, yo, you didn't let him lawyer up. Like that's one of his first rights. Like yeah. when being arrested. Like I was like, mm, yeah, he probably should have like handled that a little better. Yeah, I I, mean, I understand like if if a popular magazine is about to release some kind of investigation that they've done on their own that mentions somebody like yeah if i were the cops i'd probably go grab that person too because like they said that person is gonna take off they're gonna see that and be like well fuck now every so everybody's pointing their fingers at me i'm gonna run while nobody's near me so they went and grabbed him before that could happen so that they could talk to him before the world started being like it was him right and that and that's literally what they were terrified of because then you have vigilante justice. Mm-hmm. You have all sorts of things like that. Oh, yeah. People showing up to his house and whatever. And, like, if he really didn't do it, you don't want that to happen to him. But at the same time, you have all of this evidence, and he give his he gave his handprint, and there is his fucking palm. Yeah. Like, you're going to go pick him up. Like, if he – I feel like at some point, if he doesn't lawyer up on his own, then that's his own damn fault. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you should offer him a lawyer. Like, you shouldn't yeah. just question him for a really he, long time. And he should have at least had, like, one of the state-appointed lawyers. Like, he, he shouldn't I have mean, been. I mean, they're probably happy that he didn't. But yeah. <laughs> I said, well, I mean, for all we know, if I mean, it sounds like they didn't they didn't record it at all. So for all we know, he could have denied, didn't want a lawyer. And he, he could have said. And we don't, you know. They yeah, didn't they say, didn't record it know. and they just never mentioned so it. So they don't have, like, evidence to say, like, oh, yeah, yeah I did offer him a lawyer. And they weren't going to stand there and try and justify themselves to all the people out there who are like, well, what if you just, they're just going to be like, we're cops, we did our thing, we did it right, like, shut up. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's hard because there's a lot of things that you don't see 
when you're looking into stories like this. Yeah. And I I don't know. I think he's guilty. I th- I mean, I think there's a lot of evidence against him. I just thought it was weird that, like, he had a really low IQ and that, like, seemed very – it seemed very criminally advanced for somebody that has such a low IQ. Like, to tie her up and, like, if you have, like, a freak of freak of nature crime that just, like, happens by accident pretty much, kind of. I mean, yeah. obviously it was an accident. He kicked her down the fucking thing. Yeah. But, like, if you have, an, like, a crime like that, I just feel like it wouldn't be – like 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 that like it'd be more messy it'd be way more messy it yeah. feels like a little too clean does that make sense that, does actually, that, make sense? that actually does make sense especially because like you said you, he was walking her all over the building how did nobody see them i mean yeah, i know that the show was going on though too that's true and so that everybody was at their fucking at their places station. they're not walking around the building that's true it's just like he, he followed her around with like a hammer and had her tied up but, like, the fact that the knots were the knots that were used by the stage hands. So, like, he would have known how to do that. Even with a yeah. low IQ, he knew how to do that to do his job. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, I feel like it was just he didn't want to kill her. But he maybe got angry, threw her stuff down the air shaft, and she made some fucking remark or something. Some Who noise knows? or something. Yeah. yeah, and he just was, like, fucking just kicked her or whatever he did and... Yeah. Afterwards, he kind of did the, oh, fuck. What have I done? Like, shit. Yeah. Like, now not, they're going to fucking come after me. That's not what I meant to do. So. And instead of being like, yo, I did this by accident. He, he just didn't. He, yeah. yeah. He tried to cover it up. I, I mean, with the. Well, he, but that's the thing. He didn't even try and cover it up. He just left. I mean, think about it. The tampon was in the, the tampon and the flower and like. Yeah. But there. So you see what I mean? Like, there are things about it that seem like okay yeah this was a crime of opportunity he dropped the like the flower there you you left the tampon there like you didn't pick that up or throw it away or like you know find a bathroom flush it down the toilet like you didn't do like criminally sophisticated things like that Mm -hmm. but at the same time you like hogtied her basically i mean not Mm -hmm. behind her back or whatever but like her ankles are tied yeah her you cut her clothes off yeah i mean like i know that also he's a stagehand and yeah i know tyler tyler is a stage manager which is a little different but he has a multi-tool on him that has has scissors and stuff on him all the time yeah so like that's not a weird knowing things about the theater i'm like that's not weird that that guy had that on him yeah it's it's very, it's very plausible pl- that he had that on him. Like, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then there are just things. It's like, it seems real clean. But then there are other parts where it's like, that seems messy. Yeah. So it's it's just a strange crime. It really it, is. I mean, obviously it was opportunistic. He, like, never planned. I don't think he planned to kill her. Yeah. But I he probably he was either. wasted and was like, oh, this lady's hot. Let me hit on her. Yeah. And then and she then, rejected him. And he just went. Well, fuck you. Well, fuck you. And then before Uh, even thinking. I'm going to get what I want. Which he didn't. Which is the crazy thing is that he didn't. They all thought that she had been raped, but there was no evidence of sexual assault. Wow. All he had done was like, but like what? To take off her clothes and leave her up there. That feels like humiliation. Yeah. That doesn't feel like 
you know, I'm doing this because I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to kill you. Yeah. It feels like I'm I, doing this because you're a bitch, and I want to send I a wanna, message. And I want to send a message. Yeah. I want to humiliate you, like the way you've humi- humi- humiliated me. Yeah. And then, like, it just went too far. Mm-hmm. But I mean, wow. crazy case, right? It really is. I was like, wow, she fell down a ventilator shaft. We have to do this. <laughs> like, we have to talk about this. <laughs> what the fuck? There are like evidence photos from like down in the shaft you can see like the investigators up at the top you can't see her body i don't think i think it was like to retrieve her stuff yeah even farther down and just some of it show how far she but she fell far three floors three stories yeah which is even more than three floors yeah because i don't know hang on i'm gonna look it up really quick keep talking about something i'm gonna look up (laughs) stories you're talking about something i mean i no, that's just, I mean, oh, and to foster down and, like, be alive and conscious for that and know. She was, I like, think that, I, I'm not sure. They did not say whether she died instantly, but I can imagine she didn't. I hope she, I hope she did, just for the sake of how painful that had to have been. To have, ugh, God, I can't even imagine. I'm trying to think. Okay, you're right. Take a building that has four levels, including the ground slash earth level. So, like, so like there's le- L, one, two, three. Okay. It has four stories. Yeah. But three floors. This is good. Th- this is because the ground floor does not count as a floor. The floor above it is the first floor. Okay. So it's four stories, but there's only three levels of the building. Okay. So that does that make sense? Yes. So she fell there. So the building is probably about. It's probably. I mean, it, it was probably more than four stories, but she only fell wherever that, el- that wherever that shaft was only went through three because, of the stories. Yeah. Yeah. Because it probably it might have been either next to the stage or it just couldn't travel downwards anymore. and went sideways or. Yeah. But she worked. was like next to like the crowd was not very far from her, like through a wall. Oh, God, that's so terrible. She can hear them clapping, probably. I, I can't imagine that she died quickly. Oh. She must have bled out. And just to be like a half. I just hope she. Oh, it sounds terrible, but I hope she wasn't conscious. I, I hope that she was like. I hope she was at least unconscious. unconscious for it because I couldn't even imagine being like just broken and basically you can't get up. Way, shape and form. You know that nobody's coming for you. You're, Nobody knows you're here. You can like feel yourself dying basically and you can hear people like right outside of where you are and you know you can't get help like you can't even make a peep like oh that would be because they can't hear you because there's a show going on with loud music and loud music and oh god everything clapping and everything it's just there's no way they'd hear you unless it was dead silent right and she could scream very very loudly which at that point she probably could not if she was broken. Well, her ribs were broken and stuff. She probably had punctured lungs and things like. Ooh, she probably was like I like if she was awake. She's probably like I know I'm gonna fucking die here. Yeah, like this like, is it. This is but it that's for me. awful. But like this woman who has the most immense promise, uh-huh. who is like I, I can't even imagine what she would have done had she lived. Mm-hmm. She was like an amazing musician, and like her life is just snuffed out in a s- second. Because this guy felt rejected. That just seems so, like, such a stupid fucking reason. But, I mean, I've heard of... S- hey, guys, guess what? You're not entitled to other people. Oh, shocker. Oh. <laughs> You're not entitled to my body. 
If I say no, <laughs> walk away. I mean, um. oh, God. It's just like, <laughs> oh, God. It's, that's just like so fucked up. It really is. That's a really sad case. So, guys, that's the murder at the Met. I've been excited to tell you about it. You really have been. But at the same time, it's just like a bummer. It, really, it, <laughs> it, it is, It's though. a giant bummer. It's sad. It is just really sad. Because there was, like, no reason for it. Yeah. And he knows there was no reason for yeah, it. Exactly. Like. And know what? He's probably a model prisoner because he's freaking sober now. Oh, yeah. Can you? He's been in jail since he was 21. Yeah. 21. Like, you're not even starting your life at 21. And he was, I mean, what year was that? 1980? 1980. It's been 40 years. So he's, he's not out. He's 61. Yeah. Crime doesn't pay, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Don't it's, do it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's that. The first case of Ladies' Choice Month. That's insane. That was a good one. I know. It was a good one. And I'd never heard of it. I hadn't either. And so, like, interesting. Like, it was so interesting to to do because I was like, oh, I, wow, I didn't know this about the men. I didn't know this about New York City. Yeah. Fucking vials of crack on the fucking road. I know. Like, what the fuck? Fucking porn the, in Times Square. I was say the fact that Times Square was basically like. I remember the M and M store from fucking Times Square. <laughs> um, I remember a giant Ferris wheel inside the Toys, Toys R Us <laughs> that doesn't exist anymore. No, that broke my heart when oh. it closed. That was my favorite thing. We would always go. We'd always go and pay to be on the Ferris wheel. I never went on it. I just got to see it. What? Yeah. It was so much fun. And you get like a different car. It was like a Barbie car. Yeah. We'd always hope for the Scooby-Doo car. Oh, I love Scooby-Doo. Because <laughs> that's my mom's favorite. But yeah. It's crazy. It's terrible. I know. So. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. We have more cool cases coming at you for latest choice. Nicole's is Yes, yes. And we're not going to, I mean, I don't even know. Nope. I don't even know what it is. Nope. You knew that I was doing this one. Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> uh, the second we were like grab bag month, you were like doing the murder at the Met. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I'm sorry. I you're can't like, wait anymore. Yeah, you were like, I can't wait any longer. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so I really want to research this case. And you were like, okay. And I I think I picked my second one and I told you, but I might change it. Yeah, so you like, you were like, I picked one. And then two days later, you're like, I might change it. <laughs> I mean, I want to do it. But I feel like there are times where it's like it would be better suited in other topics. I have a hard mm. time with the topics. I know. Because I'm like, oh, but if we do like this case and this case, this could be like a good topic. That's that's like I have such a hard time. That's the really hard time I'm, I've been having. Because like I know when we when we were doing like especially the spooky month for October. It was hard. We were like, oh, but we could do like Robert the doll. But we're going to do a doll month. But, like, <laughs> and, like, we kept like having ideas for cases. And then we were like, but that could be a whole month. Yeah, we wouldn't. It wouldn't <laughs> like, be like, you know, just a one episode kind of a thing. Yeah. But mm, we'll I decided I decided anyway. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to do a music <laughs> month and this was going to be a part of the music month. But. I decided against it. I don't care. I don't, <laughs> I don't care. I might change mine for next for my next one, but I don't know. It's our podcast. I've got some time. I've got two weeks. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> so now I can change my mind. But the one case I was researching is interesting. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I think I might want to save it. <laughs> but now I've done a lot of the research. There you go. So <laughs> like a lot of research. At least two pages worth of research. Oh, gosh. So. Anyway, Nicole, where can they find us? Oh, my gosh. We're everywhere, We never wrote it down. 
We said we were going no, to. we did say we were going to write it down so we don't, like, stumble our way through this. Damn it. We it's, will when we get downstairs. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so, guys, we are on Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. at Buzzkillers Podcast. Buzzkillers Podcast. We are on Twitter at Buzzkillers Pod. Buzzkillers Pod. We are on YouTube. Go in your search bar and put Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast. Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast. And we should come up. <laughs> She's waiting for me to do it. (laughs) (laughs) What are we going to do when it switches back to me and I have to do it? You're not going to want to be like true crime podcast. I'm just going to start laughing. I'm going to be, I'll just do it. I'll just be like, you can find us at Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast. See, now I can't do it. Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast. Buzzkillers, a true crime podcast. (laughs) I'll just do it like that. (laughs) Um, Let's see. If you want to listen to us, guys, we are. So many places. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we are on uh, Amazon Music, we are on Pandora and Google Podcasts, and we are on Podbean. Mm -hmm. Listen to us on Podbean, please. I know, Podbean's cool, guys. (laughs) They are our hosts. They're like our host platform, so they've been... They they're like, very good to us. They, they dis- distribute everything. And yeah, and they're they have great customer service and like they've been, they really do. They've been really good with us since we started. We've there was like, one episode where I was like, "Why won't this post to Spotify?" I know. And they, and they were, were like, like mm, "Just read the rules." I was like, like, "I did. I forgot." <laughs> they answered though, like within the hour. Like, oh yeah, I mean, and it was a very easy fix. Yeah, so, I mean, we lost a lot of like. Yeah, we like lost some <laughs> of our stats. I, just, from I mean, it. we didn't lose them, but. It you like kind of lose them. It's weird. I say you, you like don't lose it from the overall total, but when you look at the individual episode, you don't see like the prior stats we had because yeah. we had it in like the wrong format, so we had to switch it out. And switching it out like makes you like takes away all the episode statistics for that one episode until like it builds new ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys. anyway, guys, Podbean's cool. <laughs> Podbean is great, and we like them. So thank you, um, Podbean. But yeah, check us out everywhere. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Oh, and what is our Gmail? Oh, that is right. Guys, buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. Buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> send us stories. Send us cases you want us to cover. Say cases. We love yes. Ladies' Choice Month. I know. We love it so far. So if you have a case you want us to cover for Ladies' Choice Month, send them. Yes. I will do it. Even send us like monthly topic ideas that you have. Yes. If you like have like a month and you're like, oh, guys, you should cover cults and like list like six cults that we could possibly cover like anything we we'll love that any suggestion. suggestion i mean if you have theories about any of the cases we talk about send us your ideas like we want to hear from you yeah um just ideas for minis a- yes we love ideas for minis mm-hmm. because sometimes minis are hard because we really want to do a deep dive yep <laughs> <laughs> we had we a hard time last week <laughs> yeah we really did we tried to keep those down to like i mean this is a little bit over an hour right now um i tried to keep it to under an hour for those mm-hmm. i mean there's only so much you can do. <laughs> we talk a lot. We do talk a lot. <laughs> we enjoy this time of our day. Not sorry. It's a podcast and it's ours. Suck it. And this wine is amazing. Wine is so good. I drink the first glass so fast. You, yeah, I'm not done yet. but I'm not done with the second one either, but the first one I finished really fast. I, I, I like, when, <laughs> when I said wine break, I was like literally chugging. <laughs> like over here in my like skeleton wine glass. But also don't forget we have our very own website. Mm-hmm. Ooh, buzzkiller. See? <laughs> I can't talk. I almost was like pod killers, buds killer pod what? <laughs> Love your friendly neighborhood buzzkillers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so www.buzzkillerspodcast.com. 
you can read a little bit about Macy and myself. <gasps> we're cool. <laughs> kind of. Um, we think we're cool. We think we're cool. A lot of people will be like, debatable. Um, <laughs> <laughs> debatable. <laughs> Maybe even our significant others. <laughs> yeah. But they're not cool either, so it's fine. <laughs> um, you can go on there. You can check out all the wines we drink. Read a little bit about each wine. Um, we have a whole page dedicated to... Um, contacting us so you can go and it, there's a whole contact form that you can fill out and if you fill it out and send it to us it goes right to our gmail if you think you're too cool for that just use the gmail i don't care <laughs> yeah whatever whatever <laughs> we, works for we you have no preference it goes to the same place for us so <laughs> <laughs> i mean it i mean i think we just get like a thing that says contact form yeah it i mean it really it, it really I, I send the email to your personal email address anyway so. um but just yeah check us out say hi like subscribe Comment. Yeah, comment, like, subscribe. That's what Ryan said the other day. I was like, comment, like, subscribe. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my, I was like, I try not to be that way, but yes, please. <laughs> Share our stuff and and check out some of our. If you haven't listened to all of our episodes yet, um, you can find all of our episodes on all those platforms we mentioned. Yes, you can listen to the from from the beginning and get um to if the you, front now. If you, if you go to the beginning, if you're like one of those people that work backwards, I'm just gonna yeah, say we're sorry. Right now I'm sorry. We talk about it a lot, how the sound is really shitty in the first couple episodes. <laughs> we talk about it a lot. Um, but we have upgraded since, like, what, two months ago? Yes. Two and a half months ago? About. We have upgraded, and I have finally figured out how to make this whole thing work. Because my voice is just very loud, and Nicole's voice is, like, not a, loud. Yeah, you're, you're loud, but, like, it, like your voice is just... You have a higher octave. I, ha- I have voice. an higher I'm, octave. I have a yeah. deeper voice. So like we had a problem for a while where like Macy was so much louder was than so me. So loud. And then we tried to fix it, and then I was really loud. And I, you couldn't <laughs> hear me at all. Like my Amityville episode, you can only barely hear me. I'm sorry, y'all. And I was so excited about that episode. <laughs> but like if we ever try to talk together, it's like Nicole. <laughs> but we finally figured it out, and Nicole has this cute little bow on her mic now, so we know yep. exactly who is who. And we yep. don't change seats. Yep, we we have picked our seats, we have picked our mics, we have planted our butts, and now there will be no changing. So hopefully our sound will stay just as mint as you hear it right now. Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, and at this point, I don't really worry about if I sound too loud anymore, because you're just as loud. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, if I'm loud, it's just because I'm a loud person. <laughs> it's just because we get really excited during the case. We, guys, this is like our favorite part of the week. We love recording these for you all, and we just have such a great time doing it. I hope that that shows um i know and we really want to hear from you so if you have anything at all that you want to talk to us about life love pursuit of happiness i don't know i can try <laughs> to give you advice <laughs> i can try I'll be like but, yeah you know like ditch that significant other buy a cat i will be that person at your funeral that wears like a like a veil <laughs> and like a weird hat and I'm stands w- in the back with an umbrella so that I was people think say, you have a weird secret i was gonna say if you want to like bring us to bring us to your funeral just like just let us know just be like hey if, if you I want die, me to call that guy that ghosted you and be like you were the last person seen with her <laughs> i will do it <laughs> say i would love to be that person that stands like way back in the graveyard while the funeral's happening and you're just all in black all and you have black the veil of your veil face. And, like you yeah. just like stand there Big when, hat. and like when somebody points you out you just like turn slowly you're and like, walk oh. away all dramatic like you me. get into like a big black limo and just like it's like that um, like that Christina Aguilera song where she's like don't look at me <laughs> do you remember what you want to talk about yeah. so and he does it in Mean Girls too um anyway yeah we're weird just a little bit <laughs> 
But we love you all, and thank you for listening thank and you liking so and subscribing and commenting. Guys, you make our world go round. Yeah, and get ready for some more Ladies' Choice Month. Hell yeah. We are really excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> anyway, okay, we love you. Bye. Bye.